The World Cup on off the ball, covering the good, the bad, and well, the ugly of what's happening in Qatar. Neymar can push the ball between your legs because he just sees things. Subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. Delighted to see Alan Quinlan joins us on the line now. Morning, Quinny. How are things? Morning, lads. Good. Thanks, Shane. All good. What are your World Cup memories? Your first, your <laughs> earliest World Cup memories, Quinny, when you thought you might play a proper sport? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, you say a proper sport. I loved, I loved soccer growing up. Yeah. But, well, it wasn't a World Cup memory. It was. Uh, I'll give you a World Cup one in a minute. But um, the the first big soccer memory was, and I've said this before, and and off the ball was uh, Ray Houghton's goal at Euro Euro eighty eight. Oh, yes. oh. Um, and then obviously Italian 90 his goal there as well um, I nearly got there I was trying to scramble a few quid together to <laughs> to, to get to, to America uh, there was a possibility that a, a neighbour was going to was going to bring me um, but never happened but you yeah, could tell I remember on me page now you know <laughs> could have yeah but back then it was uh, it was much harder now there was no such thing as go fund me it was uh the neighbours, maybe your friends or relations, you could rely on if you wanted to go anywhere. But look, I, I that Ray Houghton goal against Italy and in, in Italia ninety, um, those are the ones, the two, you know, the really special memories. Those ones, and I remember them well. And being glued to it, um, the John Aldridge incident with Jack Charlton when Mexico beat them two 0 and he couldn't get on the field. Um, unbelievable, yeah. I was so. So wintered back then. Class moments. Uh, class moments. You took the wrong, the wrong path in life. But anyway, here we are. <laughs> uh, I wasn't good enough for the soccer jacket. <laughs> when he turned out all right, let me tell you. And, and, mo- and most of the Tipperary hurling people said, "Well, the fellas who weren't good enough for for the hurling started playing rugby." So <laughs> here we are. Anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should touch. Uh, uh, we will talk about the URC, of course, this weekend. But um, I mean, Quinny, the Ronan O'Gara suspension has taken a lot of headlines. This week, his fourth suspension, by the way, since November of 2021. So, 10 weeks, um, a bit of a fine as well, thrown in there, 15,000. Um, I mean, it's disappointing for Ronan. We obviously don't know what was said on the sidelines. It's different in France, I guess, where the head coaches can be down pitch side as opposed to up in the, up in the nosebleeds. So, it's, um, it's disappointing for Ronan. It is, and uh, I think I kind of giggled at the last one because... Um but not this one. I think. Look, it's it's obviously very disappointing for him, and um, he, I, I I know him so well. He's very passionate. He's he's fiery. Um, he really cares about his team, and he's engrossed in that. And obviously, he's he's got to um, be just be more careful. I think this wasn't a sideline incident, or you know, talking to referees after a game or during. Um, this was feedback he sent back. Um, to the head of the referees in France and did it through the proper channels but probably um, didn't uh, didn't say it in a way that, that obviously said it in a way that got himself into trouble so and it's probably on the back of, of the other incidents where he's had a few clashes and he's spoken about referees and so it's not good for him it's, it's, it's obviously very disappointing it's pretty severe Punishment as regards, um, you know, the length of time that he'll be not be able to be on the sideline or involved in match day, the match day preparations and the fine as well. So, um, 
particularly in the week that um, he's been linked with possible job in in, in with, with England. Um, but I think he's always going to be linked with with uh, many big jobs that come up now in the game. But um, that's disappointing, and it'll be obviously he can't say a lot about it himself. But um, I did speak to him about it, and he's kind of frust- obviously frustrated, but. Uh, I think knowing that he he needs to just handle things a little bit differently, and I think uh, with with the obviously with with Razzie's videos and and what's happened there, I think everybody is very mindful of it, and maybe that didn't help the situation with the French referees either. But we've got to respect the referees. Uh, we 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 don't always agree with their decisions, and. Um, he has to be just more careful in, in how he sends that feedback back if he's frustrated. It, it's emanated from incidents in the the Toulouse game that they played, that they lost 26-17. So, yeah, um, not great news for him, but um, he's got to either decide now to appeal or, or get on with it. And um, how will it affect his team? Who knows? I think he's still able to train them every week. But it's just being up close and personal with him on match day is mm. um, he's not going to be able to do that. Yeah, the statement said uh, he was suspended for quote harming the best interests of rugby. Didn't specify when this incident happened, but the only match uh, Ronan O'Gara has coached since the previous ban apparently was against Breve on November fifth. Um, so the sanction will last until January thirtieth. This ten weeks he cannot, as you said, Quinny appeal it. Uh, leaves him out of the, the Heineken Champions Cup uh, pool games. But I mean. As you said, the England links are there. The lads were talking on the show during the week, trying to imagine a world where Ireland are playing England in a Six Nations match. Ronan McGarry is the head coach of England. He's up there wearing the wearing the rose, last minute drop goal or penalty for England to win it, and he's kissing the badge. I can't. Can see you that can you imagine it, Quinny? I can't see it. Um, it's hard to picture it, um, <laughs> but if 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 I was in his shoes, you probably say. No, I'd never do that. I'd never do that. I'd never do that until there's actually a piece of paper on the table or there's yeah. a concrete offer and people are starting to talk about it. And then you kind of go, unless it's one where you're kind of Roy Keane-esque and you go, well, you just don't ever do that. Manchester United players don't ever go to Man City or Liverpool or, you know, the way he's so determined. If Obviously, if he says it, he would stick to it. Um, I... I Initially, I was like, God, I, I wonder will that happen? But then we've got, you know, Andy Farrell, who's an English guy coaching Ireland, and um, and my cat as well. So should the should the individual kind of restrict his opportunity or the possibility of having success? Conor O'Shea was with England. It's strange. I'm, you know, I met Conor O'Shea a number of times when he was involved with England, working with them over the years, um, involved with their twenties last year. And it's it's strange when you meet them. You're kind of gone. You have to kind of Tippy give yourself a little nudge. Yeah, you, you have to give yourself a little nudge that they're actually involved with England because of the history and the rivalry. But then the other side of it thinks, um, you know, if I was in that situation, I was say a forwards coach or something like that in coaching, and I got offered uh, the English job. Yeah, it's. There's a lot to think about, but from a from a career prospect point of view, it's it's the top of the game, and and he said it himself. There, no matter what way they do in between, at nearly every World Cup, they're they're a chance of possibly winning it. So, 
Um, it would be very strange, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it completely out. And, I, and he hasn't really gone into any detail with me in it for any listeners or anyone thinking that there's a scoop on this. But I know from him that he would, he would certainly look at the offer and look at the situation if one did materialize. Could they make him um, an offer he can't refuse? Well, that's the thing for me, Johnny. I was just thinking they write a number down on a piece of paper. Well, then. A lot of uh, patriots and passionate <laughs> Irish peoples, their heads could be swayed very quickly and say, look, I'll weather the storm here and the bit of grief I'm going to get. Take the dirty shilling, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's lots of Irish went over to to uh, to uh, to England back in the day to feed their families and make a living and stuff and took the, um, the, the English pound. But um, look, I don't know. Obviously, if you had... It's different if you had a couple of offers on the table and the other offers were were different and not the English job. But if you, if the English job comes on the table as a standalone offer, he he has to consider it and he has to look at it. And I'm not saying I'd be over the moon to see Rog coach in England, but I'd be happy for him as personally, whatever decision he makes. And you know, maybe we. It would it would be strange, but I think I wouldn't I wouldn't knock him for 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 considering it and looking at the offer because you've got to uh, it's it's a short kind of career and it can change very quickly and it's not like football management where the money is off the charts and and you know you get a two or three year contract in football and, uh, and soccer English Premiership soccer and as a manager as a player and you make lots and lots and lots sizable money that can change your whole life um, even though the salaries would be decent for, for uh, international coaches it's not life changing um, but it still would be significant and I think they're the one union that could put an offer on the table that could could sway you and uh, make you look at it I think it, well, the talk is that he's on this three man shortlist with Scott Robertson and Steve Borthwick so remains to be seen whether uh, I, I, I would imagine Shane they try and put the two of them together right. um, Scott Robertson and uh, or even the three of them together mm. because you look at Robinson being head coach Rog's assistant or, or you know backs skills defence whatever it's but Steve can you take is it, is it tough for Rog then to take like and he kind of hinted at this last week almost that you know when you, once you've been a head coach as he is with La Rochelle it's quite difficult to then Go and, and yeah, take an ego head yeah. and be the number two or an assistant coach or whatever. Yeah, you look at what Stuart Lancaster did and being the England head coach and it it um it didn't work out and um he lost his job after the World Cup in two thousand fifteen, was kind of thrown under the bus really. And um for him to come back into the game, um it was a perfect scenario to be to be an assistant coach and get his kind of mojo back for coaching and um Obviously, he's done a fantastic job with Leinster over the years, and now he's going to Racing as a head coach. So, yeah, I think to go back, you know, and make the decision to go back is 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 dependent, particularly when you take that top job and you're in control. But I'll tell you, there's a hell of a lot of of work in being the top co, um, you know, the head coach. There's so much more to it than the assistant, even though there's still, you know, you've got to. You've got a lot of work, but you've got to drive the whole organization and um, make a lot more decisions. So um, when you get a taste of it, obviously he says he loves it and he likes being in control and he likes, um, you know, controlling the destiny of his own team. So going back as an assistant, who knows? It might uh, 
But I would imagine they'll try. They would, if they if they were trying to get a package here, the three guys that are being linked, um, the three of them together would be would be a brilliant package for for England. But, just from the, from the outside looking in, what he's done at La Rochelle um, to go over to a country where they speak a foreign language, obviously, um, and to get them to the to the level that he has, like how how seismic is that in world rugby? It's big. It's very big, Johnny, and. Um, I think he he obviously going to Racing when he retired for a couple of years helps the whole situation because France is very um, they they sometimes they don't see beyond France and and if you can crack it in France um, and get the earned respect to the players and the, the other clubs and the other coaches and um, I think it makes life a little bit easier at that whole perception and and more accepting. It's, there's many very there's lots of good coaches over the years who've gone to clubs in France and struggled and and hasn't worked out long term because um, the culture is different and 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 it's to 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 kind of get under that level um, of the individual and get that connection with them can be challenging sometimes and you know they always have um, incredible talent. You just look at the French national team now. I think. One of the big issues for a long time was um, coaching structures and fitness levels for the national players. Um, obviously, in, incredible individual talent, but what Galtier has done, Sean Edwards, even as they've got them incredibly fit, they've got them really well coached, um, and they've they've won the players over, and the players love <coughs> love that, and they were kind of they're you know in their the last 10 years where we haven't seen success previous to obviously winning a Grand Slam um, in the last Six Nations, there was, um, you know, they hadn't won in 10, 12 years a Grand Slam or a championship. And France were poor a lot. And it's similar with the clubs. You know, you could play, I think with the exception probably of Toulouse, um, Clermont, and Racing for a number of years there where they were challenging in Europe. There was probably three or four clubs that you think they have it pretty much right as regards, you know, the attitude, players buying into, uh, you know, Europe and the top 14 and being really consistent and good. Um, for him to go there and kind of do it with La Rochelle where they'd never won a major trophy um, to win the European Cup, to, you know, be in the final the previous year when when uh, John O'Gibbs was there, obviously, as well, and, and, and come close in the league to... Um, they lost both both finals to Toulouse the previous year. To do that is very impressive, and you know I know from talking to Bernard Jackman and Mike Prendergast when you kind of break it in France, but it helps with Ronan O'Gara, doesn't it? Because he's got that that respect from playing and that that. But it still doesn't guarantee you success, and um, I think the players respect him and like him, and you know he's got himself in a little spot of bother now. But I think the club. And the fans love what he did last year. And we saw those scenes. So it is very impressive. But he started, Johnny, on that journey of, of doing it with wrestling first and, and trying to learn and get into that culture and understand it. Obviously, been, you know, learning the language pretty quickly and then going to New Zealand mm. and coming back again. Um, so, yeah, he's earned that respect, I suppose. And that makes a huge difference. He's building his, he's building his CV to be the Ireland manager in England. It's just that, that final step stone. on the ladder, like to be the Ireland manager. <laughs> That's like. the way I like to well, Yeah. <laughs> well, I think with Andy Farrell, obviously. We have an English coach. Yeah. You have to remember. Signing the new contract. It's, um, you know, there's no, that position is, 
who knows what Andy Farrell will do in 2025 he could be there for num- not another number of years mm-hmm. he's done an incredible job um, the problem is now yeah does Ronan go in as an assistant somewhere along the line would he get involved with Ireland you know does he take one of the provinces Well, who knows but, um, Rory O'Connor made the point I think it was Rory during the week in the Irish Independent talking about the fact that the IRFU should be pulling out all the stops to ensure that O'Gara is signed up somewhere I think you, yeah, but what you, did they do? What did they do? Just uh, get rid you know, of bring him back and mm. yeah. create a job for him. <laughs> get create him in. a job, you know. I don't. I don't know. I think he look and and there was a mention of David Nusifora's job and stuff like that. I, I he wants to coach. He wants to be involved in that kind of adrenaline rush every weekend. Uh, I think. What would be and his biggest like? A, 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 where would Munster and Ireland line his aspirations in? I'd say for, um, right up there, Johnny. Like I think ultimately. Um, but he's under no illusions. I think, you know, Munster, he's been linked with Munster. And, you know, even when Johan van Graan was leaving last, this time last year, there was, when it was announced in December last year, it was, he was immediately linked with the job. Um, was in his first season as head coach with La Rochelle. Um, but I think, you know, for any of us, that kind of Munster blood is, is always, will always be there. Um, but from a selfish point of view, I think Munster are in transition and, you know, he was here, started a project with La Rochelle. So the, the project or the, the, the timing of it just wasn't right for him, particularly when he had been in La Rochelle for, for the, as an assistant for the previous two seasons. And now he was getting an opportunity. He, he didn't want to give that up. So he was proven right because... He, he, La Rochelle's development or position was in a much stronger place than where Munster are and the change that's happening there now. So they obviously had strength, depth, quality right across the board and, and experience and older players who were able to challenge for Europe. Um, so I think his aspirations would be, I think someday, yes, of course, I would see him I would love to see him coach in Munster and be the head the head man in Munster. Just very very briefly, Quinny, just to look looking ahead to the URC this weekend. We've Ulster Zebra tonight at seven thirty five, Leinster versus Glasgow tomorrow at three fifteen, and then tomorrow night is uh, I guess the big one from an Irish interest, the uh, the Interpro between Munster and Connacht at seven thirty five. Anything you're particularly looking forward to seeing this weekend? Well, we've given twenty minutes talking about Rog, so um, <laughs> he's uh, Rog will be fine and. Uh, he probably uh, probably won't ever take the English job, so the listeners, <laughs> the people, uh, the listeners need to worry about that. I think obviously the biggest game is is the Munster Connacht game, um, and that's the one that stand out. You know, it's great to see Ulster play Zebra tonight, and and with Ian Henderson coming back, that that's an important one for me. Mm. I think he's been very very unfortunate um, with injury in recent times, and he I think he's very very important to Ireland going forward um, so hopefully he can you know get some game time and get back for Ulster who've done remarkably well I think you know they've, they've only lost one game that was to, to Leinster and they're they're second in the league um, so you know you think they're going to win tonight Zebra haven't won any game in the league so far um, Leinster Glasgow tomorrow it's a bit of an unknown what kind of teams will be picked there mm. but um, the Munster Connacht one is I think both sides are, and, and Connacht people would say, Munster 14th in the table, Connacht are 12th. Both Munster find themselves in a fight now to be uh, not 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 really talking about playoffs, but qualifying for Europe, I think, um, is is nearly more important, even though 
one will go hand in hand with the other. Um, but they're obviously they've 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 won two games, lost five. Connacht are one point one point ahead of them in the league. Um, but a win for either side could push them up to you know sixth or seventh in the in the league, depending on results. And given what happened a number of weeks ago in round four, where Connacht beat Monster twenty points to eleven in the sports round. Um, again, there was both sides were under similar pressure. They they hadn't won a game at that stage. They'd lost their, you know, the the poor results in those first three games. Um, this one is a real kind of potential humdinger, if you like, as regards um, the, the there's there's been a bit of a bite in this game, and obviously, um, it's Munster being at home and given the position they're in. The kind of question is, can they build off that South Africa performance that they had in Porky Cueve a couple of weeks ago and uh, and get themselves a result? Yeah, momentum is a real thing. It remains to be seen if they can keep that going. But Munster, Connacht, tomorrow evening at 7.35, as Quinny said. Leinster, Glasgow, 3.15 tomorrow, and then Ulster Zebra is the, the game tonight at 7.35. Quinny, great stuff as always. Thanks a million. Cheers, lads. Thanks. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.